But uh, John chapter number 9, verse number 1, if you got that. The Bible says, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and the, we could have stopped right there, but the neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He's like him, but he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought him to the Pharisees. They brought to him the Pharisees, him that, that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. I'd love to read the whole chapter, but we're going to stop right there. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, God, for the opportunity to preach your word, Lord, and just to be here tonight. God, I thank you for everybody that's under the sound of our voice, God, whether in this room or, or God, by the way of recording, God, I pray that you just anoint here tonight, Lord, that you'd have your way. And I pray, God, that, the, Lord, we'd speak your words and not our own. I pray, God, that you'd open the hearts of everybody that hears it, God, that, Lord, it would fall on good ground. God, it bring forth the seed and the fruit that you'd have it to bring. God, I pray that there'd be no thorns come out of it, God, but I pray that you bring forth good fruit out of it. Lord, we'll thank you and we'll praise you. God, I don't know what your, your will is with it, Lord, but I'm trusting you and I, I'm, I'm looking to you to do the work, God, and I'm asking you to. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <coughs> I'd like to ask the question tonight and preach around this thought. <coughs> when is the wrong time to do right? When's the wrong time to do right? And I'm going to lay out a few, Lord willing, I'm going to lay out a few options tonight. But uh, I, I thought here in verse, in verse number 1, chapter 9, verse number 1, the Bible says that this man was blind from his birth. He'd always been that way. And I thought maybe you'd say, well, uh, you know, I've heard in companies, they say that the, one of the most dangerous phrases uh, to, a, to a, a job is, we've always done it that way here. It's just how we've always done it. And I, I thought, uh, I, <laughs> this man had always been blind. He'd always been in this shape. And, and maybe, maybe you've always been, maybe you say, well, my family's always talked that way. We've always talked to each other that way. We've always said those things that way. Or we've always used this kind of language. But it ain't always got to be that way. I, I, I thought, uh, <laughs> maybe you ain't never been saved. 
And maybe you're yet in your sins. You, 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 this man was blind. He, he was, he'd always been blind. He'd been blind since he'd been born. And if you're a sinner, uh, you didn't uh, choose to be a sinner. You was born that way. We yeah. was, but from, from the mother's womb, we was in sin. I didn't choose to become a sinner, but I, I became a sinner because I was born into a sinful world. When, I, when Adam fell in the garden, each and every one of us has been born. We fell with him. <coughs> but it ain't always got to be that way. There's a God that sits in heaven. He's paid the price. He died on the cross that you and I, each and every... He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If, if we would look at... He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you're yet in your sins here under the sound of our voice tonight, you can be saved. You ain't got to... You might have came into this place lost. Hey, you might have came into this place with a dirty tongue. You, we don't have to leave. We don't have to continue the same way that we've always done it. I... <laughs> my dad had a uh, my dad's got had a garden all my life growing up, and uh, thank the Lord he don't have one no more, Pastor Ross. <laughs> but uh, all my life he had a garden, and I thought year after year, uh, to the best of my knowledge, every year Dad would plow the garden, he hit a rock in that garden. <laughs> and then uh, he when he tilled, he hit that rock in that garden, and uh, well, Dad waited till the perfect time to such a time as this. <laughs> He waited till his, his son got probably about 20 years of age. And he said, well, he's going to do something about this rock. <laughs> if you, you drive over to Mama Faye's today, as you pull into her driveway, you look over and she's got a nice, beautiful bench there. Looks like hewn out of a solid rock. <laughs> Things is about as, about as long tall as this pulpit is, and, and it, it's ever been of that deep. It's a big old rock. And we had to dig it out. Now he, <laughs> bigger than that? Well, I, I thought so, but I didn't want to stretch the truth up here. <laughs> but one day, Dad said, we got to get the rock out of the garden. And there may be some things in our lives that's been there for a long time. But I believe even for an old Christian, I believe that God will show us some things in our lives. We may be on the way for a long time, but I believe if we'll get up and get up in this Word, I believe God will do business with us. I ain't made it yet. You ain't made it yet. We ain't arrived. I'm not. I, Paul said I'm content with such things I have, but he wasn't talking about his spiritual state. He was talking about his physical being. He said, God, if you give it to me, I'm content. You take it away, I'm content. But he didn't say, I've obtained. He said, no, I'm looking. I'm looking unto Jesus. I'm pressing toward the mark. He's continuing to grow. we got to continue and keep moving forward. Yes, God's got a, you got a rock in your garden tonight. I believe God will help you get it out. Amen. Say it's always been that way. This man, I, I thought, when's the wrong time to do right? When is the wrong time for you to do right? The Bible says that uh, Jesus, he, he said when Jesus passed by chapter 9, verse 1, he said he saw a man. I, the Bible, this man was blind. He didn't see Jesus. Realize that. Jesus saw him, but he didn't see Jesus. You say, well, I want to do right, but they ain't watching. I'm not going to do it if I ain't got the eyes on me. It's always the right time to do what's right. you you got a neighbor that needs help. It don't matter whether they see you. The Bible says when you do your good, do, do your wrong, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. He said that if your father, which is in secret, he sees in secret, he's going to reward you openly. But if I do something and I go out and I, I stand up and say, well, God bless, God's blessed me so much and I was able to help Brother Mike on Monday, I was able to help Brother Steve on Tuesday, and thank the Lord I got to Brother Rodney on Wednesday before I got to church. You know what? That God's not pleased with that. 
God's not pleased with us tooting our own horn. But if God who sees it in secret, He'll reward us openly. We ought to let God do the rewarding. I believe He'll give us a bigger He'll give us a bigger portion than what we're able to give ourselves. Yes, sir. Jesus saw him, but he didn't see. The Bible said that when blind Bartimaeus, he said he heard that Jesus was passing by, and he called out to Jesus. We didn't see that with this man, but Jesus saw his need, and he went to him. I'm thankful that Jesus. I did when I couldn't get to where God was. Jesus saw me. He knew I needed him. I didn't even realize that I needed him, but he showed me I was lost. He showed me I was a sinner, and he made the way. I, I couldn't have got it. I couldn't have leaped and jumped to it. But Jesus made the way that I could come to Him by faith. You say I want to be saved. I want to do the things of God. It ain't by it ain't by nothing of man. It's just by faith. You can have it as a child, and you can have it as an eighty-year-old man. It don't matter what your age is tonight. Jesus can save you by faith. How about when you say, "Well." They didn't. His eyes wasn't on me. I, I thought to, whether whether a man's eyes is on us or not, the Lord's eyes is always on us. And I I, I, I don't want to skip over this. I wrote down just a few verses of that, and I want to read them to you because they they it uh, there were some I had never seen before. Well, I'd read them. I know I had, but I didn't remember. The Bible says in Proverbs fifteen three, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Jeremiah 16, 7, he said, My eyes are upon all their ways, and they are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from mine eyes. I thought, you think you're in sin and God doesn't see you? I know the Bible says that God, he's, He will not behold sin, but that He will not look upon sin, but that does not mean that God does not see you in your sinful state. God sees you in your sin. God sees you when you're on the mountain. God sees you when you're in the valley. He knows exactly where you're at, and His position, His state's not changed. He's continuing to reach out for you, but it's us that makes the different. It's us that changes. It's us that backslides. He's never backslidden. He's never taken a step back. But he's always, the Bible says his arm is not shortened and he can't reach. He desires to help us, but are we going to allow him to help us? His eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth, the Bible says. But I thought, when is the wrong time to do right? When is it wrong to do right? You say, well, this man, uh, surely he couldn't, there was nothing he could do to repay Jesus. I'm thankful when Jesus looked, he didn't look and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save him so he can do this. Jesus saved me because he loved me. He saved me because he saw something. He, he, wanted, to, he wanted to put his spirit inside of me. I was created to be saved. I was, the Bible says in Revelation, we was created for his pleasure. That's the reason, whole reason I'm here tonight. The whole reason you're here tonight. We was created for the pleasure of God. We was made in His image. We was made in His likeness. And we ought to be, hey, we ought to be trying every day to try to be a reflection of Him. That He can, he, he can see Himself in us. But I, I thought, this man, no, no doubt, there was no way he could repay Jesus. There was, maybe uh, that natural man would say, well, he's been blind all his birth. He's been blind all these years. And, and maybe his eyes is just too far gone. And maybe you've been in something. Maybe you've got a situation in your life tonight and you think it's just too far gone. Come on, maybe, man. Maybe your marriage seems like it's on the fringe. Maybe you've already picked up the papers, but it ain't too far gone. It ain't never the wrong time to, to do the right thing. It, regardless of where you, you say, well, I did wrong last week. I did wrong yesterday. I did wrong earlier today. But it ain't too late to do right today. It ain't too, too late to make it right right now. You don't have to wait till I'm done. You, if the Lord's uh, working and plowing in your garden, you make things right right now. It ain't the wrong time to 
him, and he said, I, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. He lived in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He, he, when Jesus shows up, it doesn't matter what it looks like on my watch. doesn't matter what it looks like. When, you matter what the world says is wasted. What the world says is no good. What the world says throw away. Jesus can take it. Jesus doesn't condemn it. You look at a house in the world, and when it gets too bad, they just condemn it. They want to tear it down. Oh, but Jesus doesn't condemn it. He, he doesn't. He doesn't like that condemn side off the door. He moves in, and he, he makes a renovation work. He takes the old junk and throws it in the trash. He puts a new, takes that old heart out, throws it out the door. He puts a new heart in. He puts a new spirit in. He said, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come new. He takes that old man and he gets rid of it. He doesn't. He don't use the old materials either. Right. He gets rid of the junk. He don't use the things of the world. He don't use the places you went. He don't use the stuff you did. I, I, we ain't to glory in the things that we was in. We ain't to try to use man's devices to glorify God. God will get His glory. We just submit to Him. Amen. I don't have. I don't know where all that come from, but I'm thankful. <laughs> Lord, I, I do too, Pastor Rob. I, I do too. When's the wrong time to do right? When's the wrong time? I thought you might say, well, it, it's the wrong time to do right when things is uncomfortable, when they're dirty. You see, Jesus, when he when Jesus came to this man, the Bible said that he spat in the ground. He spat in the ground and he picked up that, that clay. And he took that clay and he made it spin when he put it on the guy's eye. Now, that's, that's dirty. That's a, that's a, un, that'd be an uncomfortable situation. Right. But, but when you get to that man, when you've been blind all your life, you ain't going to care how right. it's done. When, when you know that the healing can come, you ain't going to say, Lord, don't spit on my eyes. You're going to take it exactly how it is. Right. And until we humble ourselves and yes. say, God, however you will it to be, however you want it to be, I'll go. God, it ain't about me. It's all about you. Yeah. Can you humble yourself like that man did? Until we get down where it's dirty, God ain't going to use it. Amen. we got to get it. We'll say, when's the wrong time to do right? God, when, I thought when it's uncomfortable, we still need to do the right thing. When God puts it on your heart, maybe you've got a brother or sister. Yeah. Maybe you got somebody in this church, and maybe you just got a thought in your mind like maybe they got something against you. Maybe, and I don't know nobody's heart here tonight. I'm just trying to preach what the Lord's trying to give me, okay? But maybe you think you got something. If you just have the thought come in your mind, you need to go talk to that brother. You need to go talk to that sister. You need to make sure that there ain't one odd, one bit. Amen. You and them. We ought to forgive us. We've been forgiven. Hey, it ain't on us. It ain't on me. If I go and ask Pastor Rob to forgive me and he don't forgive me, that ain't on me. It's my job to ask for forgiveness, but it's his job to forgive me. He said, how many times are you going to forgive Seven times seven. Yes, sir. As long as they keep asking, you keep forgiving. The Bible says if they do wrong, it didn't say go tell Brother Bob about it. It said if he does wrong, you go tell him about it. And then then if he asks forgiveness, you forgive him. Luke chapter 17. I thought a lot of times somebody does us wrong. We don't want to go to the person that does. We, we ain't man enough. We ain't woman enough to go to the person that does wrong. We want to tell everybody else about it. We need to, get, we need to put our big boy pants on. And we need to go to them and say, hey, I, I feel like you did me wrong on this. And you know a lot of times it's just misunderstanding. Yeah. A lot of times it ain't, there ain't nothing to it. And you know what? You feel, oh goodness, you feel a whole lot lighter. You feel a whole lot better. When you walk away from that, you realize that there wasn't nothing to it. The enemy just got a little crook to, to slide in and try to work. But when you take it, you do it according to God's way. You do it according to the Word of God. You t- you put that enemy right back up. Yes, sir. That's good preaching. Brother Mike, I, I thought I, I, I remember we, we was with the thing of the song. Mike, I might not remember, but I 
done too much. I, I've been, you don't know where I've been. I, you, you say, you, that man, he, he put that, that stuff on his eyes. And you think about the, the dirty and the filth. And we may look and say, well, God, I, I went too far. And, I, and there's no use to starting to do right today. But I'm telling you, today, God can forgive you. God can make a difference in your life today. God can, God can take you yesterday and throw it in the trash. The Bible says, say when's the wrong time to do the right thing? The Bible says in, in verse number 14, it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay. You know what? That made some people upset. When Jesus came and He, he worked, went to business on the Sabbath day, it made some people... You, you, when we look at the day of the week and we say, well, I can't do it on that. I can't do good things on that day of the week. You know what? That ain't the will of God. Right. That's, that's religion. He said the Sabbath wasn't made for man, but the man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. We're not, we're not, whether it's on Sunday, whether it's on Saturday, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's always the right time to do the right thing. You might look, I, I thought we better be careful when we look down our nose and we look at a, a brother or sister that's out here doing something on a Sunday. I, I, I thought, now, that's on them. But we need to be careful about how we look down our nose. Amen. Amen. You got it in your ability to help them on Saturday. Yeah. And then you come in here complaining on about them on Sunday because they're out there doing this and that. You should have been out there helping them on Saturday. That's good. A lot of times we'll look and say, well, they should have been in church. Well, if we would have helped them when they needed help, they would have been in church. Wow. We, we could have offered a ability. They come to you and they thank you and you said, well, I... It was nothing, but why don't you come to church with me tomorrow morning? Yeah. How much of a door and opportunity is yeah. that? I, I, I don't even know where we're going That's here. That's wonderful. I, I, I had a neighbor at my house, and I, I thought one of them, he would, he'd go to church on Sunday morning. That was his one time a week. He'd get his service in. He'd come home, and he'd cut his grass every Sunday. And that, I had a problem with that, Pastor Rob. It bothered me. But I had another neighbor that was down the road, and he had a leukemia. He was going through uh, chemo. And you know what? It didn't, he, 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 couldn't, he couldn't cut his own grass. It, that was my job to get down there to help him. Yeah. The man that was retired that cut his grass on Sunday because he wanted to, he had something he needed to take. You know what, though? Uh, as Brother Ben said, it wasn't Pastor Rob that said something to him. It wasn't nobody that said it was. It was the Holy Spirit of God that said something to Brother Ben about being in church on Wednesday. It's uh, The Holy Spirit of God will tell you how you ought to live. He'll show you. Yes, sir. When's the wrong time to do the right thing? When it's, how about when it's contrary to the, to the popular opinion? 
The Bible said that the disciples, they, they, said, they said, Lord, who sinned? Did this, did this man sin or did his parents sin? They wasn't interested in helping the man. They were just trying to figure out who was at fault. And, and you look at the Pharisees and they was all they was concerned about, they was just concerned about that he did it on the Sabbath. Why this this man had been blind since he'd been born, but I'm thankful there was four times that Jesus healed at least on the Sabbath that we have recorded. One time it was a man had been he been late uh, Bethesda for thirty eight years. Woman, she'd been crippled for eighteen years, and there, there was a, the man with the withered hand, and then there was this man. But Jesus didn't take; he, it didn't matter on the day. It just mattered what needed to, when when business needed to be done. But I, I thought the, the, it, it didn't matter what the Pharisees said, and it didn't matter what the disciples said. It don't matter what everybody says. When you know what's right, you need to do what's right. It doesn't matter what your boss says. It doesn't matter what I say. When you know what's right, you need the Bible. Uh, I believe it was Paul or Peter. No, it, it, it was. It, one of them in Acts chapter five, he said, "We ought to obey God rather than men." It had been Paul, it had been Peter. Peter, he said, "We ought to obey God rather than men. We ought to obey God. We need to obey God rather than men." Uh, I, I heard a woman say, <laughs> "She said, she said, I got one. I got one of those Psalms eighty four husbands." And, and they said, "Well, what do you mean?" She said, "Well, I got one of those no good things." <laughs> she, uh, you, she said, well, what do you mean? The Bible said in Psalm 84, 11, no good thing will He withhold from them and walk uprightly. And, but, <coughs> God was, God's going to take care of us. If I, tr- if, I put, if I put my life in Him, I know God's going to take care of me. And whether, whether or not that man agrees with what I'm doing or whether or not you agree, I, it doesn't really matter. As, as long as I know that I'm in this book, uh, it doesn't make no difference. <laughs> When's the wrong time to do right? How about when they, this this man? How about when they come from a bad home? Well, I'm not going to help help them because they come from over here on this side of the track. I can't help them. Uh, maybe their, their circumstances put them in their shape. Preach on. They made their bed. Let them lay in. When's the wrong? When's the wrong time for us to do the right thing? We need to do the right thing. Amen. When God puts it in our ability, in our, in our hand to do the right thing, we need to do the right thing. Amen. It doesn't matter what. I think this man had about as bad a parents as you find in the Bible. The Bible said, and you can read the chapter, but the Bible said when after he he'd been blind his whole life, his mom and daddy knew it. They asked his mom and daddy. They said, they said, is this? How did he get healed? What what happened? They said, they said, well, this is our son. He was blind and now he sees. But how he did it, I don't know. They said he's of age. He's old enough. Is the wrong time to do the right thing? Jesus said in Jesus said in verse number uh, three. He said, "Neither this man sin nor his parents, but the works of God might be made manifest in him." Now catch this. He said, "I must work the works of Him that sent me, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work." You know when the wrong time to do the right thing is tomorrow. I'll do it next week. 
I'll, I'll go and help them next month. I'll go witness to them down the road. I got good intentions, but you know when it's the wrong time to do the right thing is when it's too late. The opportunities will pass us by. When it, today, he said, take no thought of tomorrow. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things be added to you. But he says, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow, take care of the, Sufficient to the days, the evil thereof. It's, it, it'll take care of its, itself. And, and James, James chapter 4, I believe it is, says, what is your life? It's but a vapor. It's here for a little while and it vanishes away. It's just, we just got a little bit of time. And today is the day that we've got to do the right thing. Jesus said, he said, he said you look and he, he said, you say four, in four months the harvest will be here. But he said, look, he said, the fields is ripe right now. It's, it's ready to harvest right now. When's the, right thing? When's the wrong time to do the right thing? It's tomorrow. Today's the right time to do the right thing. If you're lost, if, you're, if, if, if you've been battling a sin, if you, there's a, a trial that's been bothering you for a long time, today's the right time for you to make things right with you and the Lord. Today, uh, the, Lord, the Lord is not to a point where He's not able to reach you. Right. He's not to a place where He doesn't desire to help us. Right. But don't put off tomorrow for the things that you can do today. Amen. If the Lord's speaking to you, Brother Andrew, if you come, if... if uh, Sister Vicky, if you get us a song, if you need to do, do the right thing, maybe it is, and I don't know. I, I, God help us, but, but uh, it ain't none of my business. It ain't none of my, nobody's business in here. But if you've got something with a brother or sister and you just got to worry, yeah. maybe, maybe right now is the right time for you to get up and go to that individual and make things right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe as soon as we leave these doors, it's the right time for you to pick up that phone. And to yeah, that's somebody. good preaching. And to make things right. You, maybe you, you're afraid you offended somebody. And, and I'm, I'm not, not saying that there ain't times where the, the Word of God does offend. But, but maybe you, you're afraid you did it in the wrong spirit. Maybe, maybe when we leave here, it's the right time to call that, that number and make sure that we did the right thing. A lot of times it's not. The way we, what we say, it's how we say it. And, 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 and a lot of times, the Bible says, let us love not. I believe it's in First John. Let us love not in word nor in tongue. No, it's not in the words we say or, or how we say it, but in deed and in truth. Right. Let us love in deed and in truth. When's the, wrong, when's the wrong time to do right? Today's the right time to do the right thing. Regardless of what it is, regardless of where you're at. If you've got something, you've got a stone, like I said, it's been in your garden a long time. Maybe the Lord's just revealed that to you. And, uh, maybe, maybe the Lord's been showing you something. You can, make, you can do business with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He'll take yeah. that, he can rip that stone out that you can't Amen. get out with your own hands. You ain't able to lift it. 